Good morning. You can all have a seat. <laughs> well, welcome to River of the Valley. I'm going to take this off so you guys can hear me. Welcome, everyone. We are River of the Valley Church here in Canoga Park. Welcome, Facebook friends. And today, um, we just want to make you aware that coming into the new year, we are starting some great Bible studies starting in January. We're going to dive into those eight dimensions. We'll start with one of those dimensions this year, right in January. And then also for the youth group, we are going to be starting a confirmation series. So the confirmation series, <laughs> thank you. It's going to be giving them, you know, like the basic understanding of, of some of our basic principles as Christians and help them understand what it means to be Christian. Why do all of us take a stand to be a Christian? And start giving them the tools so they can make these discernments on their own. So keep us in prayer as we enter into that. That'll start mid-January and we'll wrap up around Easter. So I'm going to invite the little ones up here and Miss Hanya. You want to say a prayer for them, Hanya? Okay, let's close our eyes. And we're going to pray, okay? God, thank you for these little ones. Thank you for their families. I pray that as a church, we will uh, rise up and help these little ones uh, follow you and know you better. I pray for those that are not here, that are traveling, and we uh, thank you for your love, dear God. Now give us a good time in Sunday school. Amen. Okay, good job. Thank you, Hanya. You guys have fun. Okay. Well, today I get to preach, so I'm very excited. Um, pastor is away for a much-needed vacation. So... Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> it, it was an interesting New Year's. It was pretty quiet at my house. All this COVID and all these things that are hyped up in the media keep us isolated these days. But at the same time, I'm also thinking about how we might grow in 2022. And some of you might be glad to see 2021 go away. However, I was reflecting on it, and there were some pretty amazing things that happened for me in 2021, like the youth group. You know, you guys stood to create a place for your young people to gather, and they came and learned to build relationships, and during a time of isolation, they got to come together. And so we're trying to help these young people see how they're a part of the body of Christ, how they belong here at River of the Valley. And we're trying to help them understand what it means to be Christian and why we choose this. So that's what drives me. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> and Jay, can you bring me up the first slide? There it is. Okay, this is what excites me, Jeremiah 29, 11. I believe in this. God says, I know what I have planned for you, 
says the Lord. I have good plans for you. I don't plan to hurt you, and I plan to give you hope and a good future. That's what is exciting to me. So what's our vision here at River of the Valley for 2022? How can we help you guys grow and, and prosper? What kind of things can we do here? At River, we believe that we were made for something more here. We're not okay just being okay with the status quo. We were made in God's image, and we were made for something more. So Luke 10, 27, it says, we are to discover how to love Jesus with all of our hearts, all of our souls, strength, and with all of our minds. And that's our goal. Everybody on board? All right. <laughs> so we get to fully live and growing, and we get to multiply together and be disciples of Jesus. And we get to experience the abundance of this life and the glory of God. And we do this by connecting everyone here to the hope and the peace of Jesus Christ. Together, we learn and we share the kingdom of God. And we share it with each other, but we also have to challenge ourselves to reach outside this community. It's not good enough to just leave it here. We need to give this hope to the world. So in October, if you guys remember, I asked you to all do a little survey. There were some questions, and these questions helped you kind of assess where you guys were in your spiritual walk. And we talked about... Um, Here's the results of this. And as you'll see, 40, almost 42% of these, of all of you, thought you guys were ready to connect, commit, confess, and commission. All four Cs. This was very exciting to me. If you remember, the four Cs were connecting to God, committing, where we're learning and practicing the teachings of Jesus, confessing Jesus as our Savior, and then commission. It's being the change the world needs and sharing this with others. So it's not like we just go through these in steps and we just do one and we check it off and we move on. No, we have to learn how to do all of these together. This is what discipleship is all about. So I was very encouraged to see these results. So we had like 7% were in the connect phase, 19% were in the connect and the commit, 32% were in the connect, commit, and confess, and then almost 42% all, all four of these Cs. So that was really hopeful for me. So what do we do with this as a church? You know, as a leader here at the church, we have people ready to make these moves. So we, we need to empower you. We need to equip you for what we need to take this message to the community and, prog and progress the kingdom of God. So many of you will recognize this. This is our website. And this is our mission. And so we need to stay true to this mission. We need to make sure that when people come and visit us here, they see this. This is easy to see. As a church, we have declared our mission to be the epicenter of reconciliation. Reconciliation. That means that we forgive. We forgive God. We forgive ourselves. We forgive others. And we live in harmony with God. And we're connected, or I'm sorry, we're committed to connecting people to God and each other. 
and we need to be confident in our purpose. And we know we can only do this by cultivating Jesus followers who live his love. We talk about living his love a lot here at River. And to do this, we have to reach out and we have to emulate Jesus. And this has to touch all aspects of our life, not just what we do here on Sunday. That's how they will know we're children of God, by the way we live our lives. So, in January, you guys will recognize this. We have this mural painted on Hyatt Hall, for those of you who are guests today. Um, And this is to remind us of the different dimensions of discipleship that are important for us to grow in. So I've previously shared about these different dimensions. And in January, we are going to do a deep dive, and we're going to start to look at what it means to experience God. And if you notice, experiencing God is the roots of this tree. You know, God wants this to be the foundation of our lives and the foundation of this church. So we want to allow our roots to grow so that our experience of God, it can flourish and come about in all other aspects of our life. So in January, that's what we're going to start. And, you know, last week, Pastor, he challenged us, and he explained that there's kind of two different camps, right? There's the more conservative camp that thinks, like, if we all have the same story, then we'll get in alignment, and we'll all fall into suit, and we'll all be on the right path. But then he talked about the more liberal path, which says, if we were all just a little more tolerant of each other, there would be no exclusivity, and we'd all be equal. And the thing is, is there's a little bit of truth to both of those sides, right? We all know there's some truth to that, but who do we look to? He challenged us. He asked us, who's the authority? Who do we look to to know where to go, how to guide us? So Jesus is the perfect example that can guide us. You know, he lived his life as an example, and he sacrificed things, and he aligned himself all the time with the creator so that he did the right things, and then he became the perfect sacrifice for us. And that's why we as Christians, we look to Jesus. In Luke 6, 39 through 40, it says, Jesus told them a story. Can a blind man lead another blind man? No! Both of them would fall into a ditch. A student is not better than his teacher, but when the student has fully learned all of that he has been taught, then he will be like his teacher. So that's why, as Christians, it's imperative that we let the authority of Jesus guide us. Since we profess Jesus as our king, we need to gain personal experience with his ways. So we have to witness the provision of God and his love, which makes shalom possible. Shalom is that flourishing delight, that peace, that wholeness. It's the way that life was meant to be in the beginning. And that's what Jesus intends to bring to bear in his ministry. He wants to renew us so that we get to taste shalom. 
Now, our Sunday sermons, how we're going to start this off is our Sunday sermons will be focused on the lessons of the Bible, as usual, and it's going to be focused on showing us what it means to experience God. You know, we have an active and a living God, and throughout the narrative, we can see that he's been active throughout history. And we need to develop eyes to see him and ears to hear. Our God, he can't be contained in a statue. We can't read a book and apply an application and master it. And we can't have some ritual that we perfect in order to win his favor. He's much greater than that. You know, last week Jonathan talked about God's meta-narrative. And that's what this is. It's this long storyline of God at work throughout history. It starts at the beginning in Act 1 from the creation and goes through the fall and then how he chooses Israel as his people leads to the birth of Jesus and then ultimately the resurrection. And he created you and me and all of us. He created us in his image. So he did. He intended us to worship, to use our authority to care for each other and the world and to live in relationship with him and with each other. So we have these natural longings that are in us because that's how God created us. And when we have these, because we have these longings, we're always going to be seeking them. So it's really important that we put them in alignment with him because if we don't, we'll seek them elsewhere. And so we often hear that we have a jealous God, right? And this, this doesn't mean that God is jealous in the sense that if you give your attention to someone else, he's going to throw a tantrum and be mad because you're not giving him your full attention. This is a jealousy like a parental jealousy. If you're a parent, you know what it is when you see your kids start to get involved in something that might be dangerous or might not be good for them. And that's how God is. He knows if we start looking to other things that we're eventually going to be disappointed and we're going to be betrayed. So he really wants us to look to him and to worship him and to be in awe of what he created here, what he created in you, what he created in me, and in this whole earth. When we look to other things for these longings, we look to other things besides God our longings, they, they can turn into worship for something else that will lead to idolatry. And we could, be use, we could be really tempted to use our authority to push others down so that we rise above. And when we don't look to him to guide us in our relationships, we tend to objectify others and we use them. This is our natural tendency as humans. Yet, when we do align ourselves with God, we get to taste shalom. And we really start to identify with the one who created us. We have a real sense of worth and purpose. We know what it is to be loved. When we start to use our authority correctly and we see how to use it well, then we can bring justice we can have influence for maybe other people that might not have a voice. We can make sure things are done correctly. 
in our relationships, when we have dignity, we can build a support system around us that have relationships that are authentic and they have depth and they have meaning. We have people around us that we can count on that will be there through the hard times and will be there to celebrate with us. So I want to make 2022 a year where we create this type of relationship with God and with each other. Our desire here among our leadership team and throughout River of the Valley is to let the love of God overflow from us. This radical transformation, it can be done. Paul and his ministry proves this type of transformation. In Acts 9, we learn about Saul, and he had persecuted and watched Christians get stoned to death. As a matter of fact, he wanted them dead. He didn't understand that what they were doing was the truth. He thought that the disciples were leading Jews away from God. So the church offered him permission to arrest followers of Jesus. So he starts off on his mission. He heads to Damascus, ready to hunt these disciples. But then there's a blast of light, and Jesus speaks to him and says, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And he blinds Paul for three days. And Saul has to rely on a believer in order to be healed. And this leads to the conversion by Jesus from Saul to Paul. Now you can imagine the confusion that the disciples must have had whenever they see Saul. First of all, they're terrified of him. They're afraid of what he'll do. And then they start hearing him preach. And he starts talking about Jesus being king, Jesus' glory. So they're totally confused. And it took another great follower, Barnabas, who actually heard the call of Jesus, and he was obedient. And Barnabas shows us the power of trusting and having courage in Jesus. He helps the disciples understand how Jesus touched Paul. Barnabas challenged the disciples to see the power of Jesus and how he transformed Paul's heart. Because Barnabas vouched for Paul, then the disciples welcomed him into their community. There we see that reconciliation. And then we all know, you know, what God did, how he used Paul to share the gospel around the world. Over 2,000 years later, and Paul's words still encourage and offer hope to thousands of people. His communion with Christ allows him to explain how we are to live as Christians and to be a community despite the ways of the world. He teaches us that we are one body, and each of us have an important role in the kingdom of God. And Paul wants every person he meets to know that they have a purpose and that we must live in relationship and community with each other. So that's our desire. We want everyone here to go deeper in their walk with Christ. So not only will we have Sunday sermons, our small groups are going to delve deeper. They're going to dwell on these Sunday sermons. 
and they're going to practice what it means to live as God intended. We're going to live in relationship with each other. You know, important things happen in relationships. We get to have discussions and share new points of view. We get to appreciate different things, things we never considered. And our minds are opened up to new ideas. Relationships can be a beautiful thing if they have dignity. So in these small groups, what we do is we actually look at scripture and the early disciples, and they teach us how to live like Jesus. This is the way that we honor Jesus's teachings, and it helps us to grow deeper, trusting his intentions for humanity. In these small groups, we come to be known, and we come to know others. So all of us come to this table with different strengths, areas of growth, and different needs. So how does our church encourage us to go deeper with God? We want to offer this journey that's relational, relational and flexible so that we can listen to the Holy Spirit and see how the Holy Spirit is leading us individually. We want to start to develop eyes to see how the Lord fulfills our longings in really healthy ways. Ways that allow us to flourish as humans, despite what's going on in the world, despite the fear agenda, despite all the chaos. We get to have some peace. So members of our small groups, I'm in touch with them a lot, and from what they tell me when they're in a small group, that they get to establish new friendships. They experience great friendships that have dignity. They grow in their understanding of their personal calling. It gives them time and space to seek God and find solutions to their personal problems. And this is something we all eventually need to do. So in 2022, you're all invited to follow Jesus and take this holistic journey that will transform your life. Let us imagine for a moment a church where there's less volunteer burnout. The leaders are supported and they're flourishing. We have a confident community of faith that's working collectively as the body of Christ to meet the needs of this community. Imagine being a part of a church that meets us where we are and walks with us to take that next step with Jesus. At River of the Valley, the Holy Spirit has been at work. And it's leading us to trust this grand narrative. So let's experience shalom together. Let our spirits be renewed we need to be the change this community needs and let the light shine on what we stand for. You know, during Advent, our pastor asked us, you know, how do we wait in this tension, waiting for Jesus to come again? And one way we do that is by being here on Sunday, by worshiping, by lifting our voices up to God, letting 
him know that we're here, we're countonable, and we lean into our hope of heaven coming to earth. Another way is joining our small groups and learning his ways, participating in these exercises and these conversations that lead to real growth the way God intended. So this is how we grow in relationship with God and get to experience the abundance that he intended for all of us. Our goal is Luke 10, 27. Love the Lord your God. Love him with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength, and all of your mind. So church, this is the way. This is the way we intend to overcome loneliness, addiction, financial challenges, disease, and injustice. If we allow God to use this church to make a difference for you, for this community, and for our world, then we can help fulfill God's will. When we open our hearts and we learn how to connect with God and with others, then we get to experience peace and hope that only Christ offers. So my question is, are you willing to make discoveries? Do you want to witness the light and love of Jesus Christ? If you said yes, you're in the right place. And 2022 River of the Valley, we intend to grow as disciples. We know we were made for more, and it starts now. Currently, we have groups that meet on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and Friday. And we'll create more if we need them. So talk to me. Talk to people. We have lots of leaders. Leaders. So I'll make sure to get those to you. And I will be reaching out to you in the next week to set up a meeting so we can plan and prepare. And that's what we're going to be starting our year off doing here at River of the Valley. All right, let me pray for you guys. Will you bow your heads? Dear Heavenly Father, as a church, we want to be the epicenter of reconciliation. having a deep relationship with Jesus. 
We all need to invite the Holy Spirit to guide us and to know our calling. Help us to grow in confidence in our purpose. Lord, give us the courage the Lord more deeply. Help us to be known and to know others. Allow us to drink and enjoy the living water and be refreshed and encouraged and equipped. And Lord, we lift Lift up those around us who need you. We lift up those that are hurting, that are lost. That are anxious. Lord, we lift them up to you and we ask your blessing. We ask you to fill our mouths with words that can give them hope. So, Lord, now we lift up those who need our prayers.
This is a new year. Please remember that. Um, and the Lord blesses us if we open our eyes and listen to his word and learn stuff he wants us to learn. Uh, thank you again. Uh, one correction. Thursday night group might change to Wednesday. Hasn't happened yet, but we might do it very soon. Hania would be sending out a note about that. Uh, before we do communion, I'd like, uh, Pastor is in uh, Tahoe, and I'd like to lift up a prayer for him, and then I want us to pray the most peaceful prayer anybody, if you think about it, can pray, which is the Lord's Prayer. Okay? And then we'll do communion. Father, I lift up Jonathan and family as they uh, take time to uh, rest and uh, look at nature, look at each other, enjoy each other's company, and also in his conference that he will be going to later on. Protect them on the road, uh, Lord. I know that in the beginning of the trip, the road was cut off and they couldn't get to their destination and they had to stop on the way and I'm not sure where they are, uh, but we know that they are under your wings and, and under your protection. Be with them as you uh, bring them back to us rejuvenated and ready to serve you again. Uh, Lord God, we are so grateful for Christ that he had given us a wonderful prayer, simple but full of meaning. Let us pray together the words that Jesus had taught us and think about them as we pray it and not just recite it because we know it by heart. Father God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now as we come to the table, another charge that Jesus told us uh, before he was crucified. It is on the night that he was betrayed. He was having Passover with his disciples. And as they were partaking, he took bread and gave thanks. And then he broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. Same way, he took the cup And said, this is my blood, a new covenant that's given to you. Whenever you do this, you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. So whenever we eat the bread and drink the cup, we remember what Jesus had done, his death and resurrection. And we declare our hope in waiting for his second coming. So, as we take the bread that is packaged in here, 
I hope you can get the bread alone and then get the juice that's in here. Wait until everybody is ready and then we'll take them all together. Elders, deacons, and for the kids, we have grapes. <laughs>